Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and it's Saturday, which means Sarah's with me. Hi, Sarah. I'm here. Hello. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? (laughs) I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. I feel like that was an unfair question. Yes, because you know the answer. I do. (sighs) If I asked you, how am I? (laughs) If you guys could see Sarah's face right now. How am I? Stressed? Tired? Yeah. Overwhelmed? There's a lot happening right now. So let's just start there to not be like, you know super vague and leave people being like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Um, Before we dive into that, we do have a winner today. Today's winner is going to get a $20 Thrive Market gift card because today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. And I was just shopping on Thrive Market the other day because we don't have a kitchen right now. And I was like, what can I get from Thrive Market that doesn't require cooking? And I got some Epic Bars. Have you ever had an Epic Bar? I have, yeah. I've I've only had one once. I love their turkey almond cranberry one. Oh, it sounds good. It is so good. And it's really, the other ones are okay, but that one is the only one that I like really love and look forward to and enjoy. So I've got a big old shipment of Epic Bars coming from Thrive Market. Is that more of a snack thing or yeah, like totally. a meal on the go? Okay. Totally. I think, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think it might be like 190 or 200 calories. Um, so not not enough fuel for a meal. But honestly, like big meals aren't really doing it for me lately. Yeah. And I don't know how Epic Bars are going to do for me as well. But maybe sometimes during the day, I just ate like a whole thing of um, pickles. Warm pickles. Yeah. Which is like so cliche. I love pickles anyway. It's not like a weird pregnancy craving. I just really love pickles in general. Um, But yeah, so if you have not yet checked out Thrive Market, definitely do so. Thrivemarket.com forward slash Primal Potential. When you do that, you get a free 30-day trial membership. Um, You also get an extra 20% off your order. So check that out. I'll link it up in the show notes. All right, there's this term like vague booking when people post something on Facebook that's like, oh, how awful. And then that's it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I totally don't want to do that to our listeners in terms of like, why is Elizabeth overwhelmed? There's a few thousand things happening right now. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you going to start? So you guys know I'm in the middle of a home renovation, um, which we knew, you know, that's that's challenging in general. Um, we don't have a kitchen. The whole downstairs is basically demoed. Um, nothing is organized. Everything is chaotic. Our downstairs bathroom is torn out. Um, there's like a teeny, teeny, teeny little bathroom upstairs. Um, but that's been crazy. But also just some... Uh, some big changes in the project plan, some big changes in the uh, team, and uh, we're kind of kind of paused right now, mm-hmm. which is a little a little bonkers because 
the baby's not on pause. No. So for the renovation to be on pause when we are in a major state of um, chaos is is tough. Yes. And I had to make some changes to my travel because I just wasn't feeling well enough and bandwidth capacity wise, like capable enough to to um, get to where I needed to go. And so I I canceled two trips only to then realize I'm I'm flying to Germany tomorrow due to a family emergency. So um, the boyfriend flew out last night. We we got the news yesterday, and I'm I'm not going to go into too much detail on that, just because it's a it's a sensitive situation that is changing. Um, but uh, yeah, any prayers you could send this way would be amazing. Right after I do a webinar with my 12 weeks to transformation clients, I'm jumping on a plane to Germany. So and just you know being pregnant. And work. Yeah. And being a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, a lot. A puppy mom and a chicken mom. <laughs> I know. Right. Even just this morning, not having the boyfriend here for like morning puppy stuff and morning chicken stuff and getting work started and, you know, people coming in to, to have appointments to assess the situation in the house, like, ah, oh, makes me very much appreciate having him here to help. Yes. For sure. So, yeah. Off to Germany very unexpectedly. I was really pumped that we could get the boyfriend on a flight, like, in a matter of hours. I know. That was so fast. I know. It was literally like, grab your passport, we're leaving. And lucky he had his passport. I know. I thought about that, too. Yeah. I thought about that, too, because we've done a little bit of international travel, but uh, the boyfriend's brothers both have their passports as well, so everybody's everybody's on flights. Thank goodness. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we said last Saturday that... Uh, we would do a little pregnancy update. I've been getting a lot of, how are you feeling? How are things going? What's different? What's changed? So um, you want to you wanna dive into that? Yes, definitely. Can we start with how you're feeling? Right now, this moment, there's just a lot, a lot happening. Um, and, you know, I said to my master's club the other day that having moments of weakness does not in any way speak to your strength, right? Like we can be super strong. And I think part of being super strong is allowing for legitimate moments of, of weakness, of asking for help. Not that asking for help is weakness, but feeling like at the bottom. Um, and just with ev the culmination of so many different things this week and today, um, I feel a lot of stress and pressure. I feel very overwhelmed. And physically, I feel that in my body. Like I've had more abdominal and uterine cramping in the last couple of days um, since everything has gone kind of haywire. And I know how important it is to manage stress um, when you're pregnant because the baby definitely experiences those chemical and hormonal shifts that, that come from stress. And also, life can be really stressful. You know, so trying to balance that, um, I'm not afraid to ask for help, which I think a couple years ago, I probably would have been like, I can figure it out. Um, but uh, when everything kind of came together yesterday, I almost immediately reached out to you, um, reached out to my mom, like, okay, I definitely can't do everything, nor should I set that expectation for myself. Um, 
so yeah, I, I feel taxed. Uh, physically, I'm not as nauseous this week, thank God, as I have been in previous weeks. Definitely still a constant low-grade nausea throughout the day. Um, but that just makes me grateful. Like, it's kind of a reminder, like, baby's in there doing its thing. Uh, so I try to feel really grateful for that, even when, when it can be a little bit tricky. Um, energy is pretty good, especially considering everything that's happening and everything that's going on. I I have had less of that, oh my goodness, I just need, I can't even hold my head up at four in the afternoon that I had a couple of weeks ago. So that is really, really encouraging. Um, and I see the doctor in about an hour, so. Yeah. Yeah. How are you sleeping? Uh, so I, I think I might have shared before that prior to getting pregnant, I have been a stomach sleeper for a really long time. And there's been periods where I'm like, I know that's not good for your back. It's not good for your alignment. Uh, it's not good for your breathing. It's not good for your neck. Um, and I've worked on it at times, but then I've always just gone back to, this is where I'm going to fall asleep easiest and stay asleep most comfortably. So when I found out I was pregnant, I was very deliberate about making the shift to sleeping on my side or sleeping on my back. So that has made sleep a little bit harder. Um, I definitely wake up to use the bathroom a lot in the night, which didn't happen prior to getting pregnant. So that is different. Um, but generally not sleeping too bad, not sleeping great. Um, last night I woke up in the middle of the night with like intense cramps. Um, but that hadn't happened before. And I think it's probably a little bit related to stress. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. So other than shifting how you're sleeping, any other changes to your habits or your routines? <sighs> Everything. I don't even recognize my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even recognize my life. Um, because of the the nausea and the vomiting and like the, the nausea right now, like at this moment, the nausea is pretty low grade. I definitely wouldn't want to like go for a run or do box jumps or anything like intense in terms of workout. But like I could walk into the gym right now and get a pretty good workout and, and the nausea wouldn't be too much of a factor. But for the past several weeks, that has not been the case. And the nausea was the kind of thing like don't move too fast don't get up too fast. Like any, any rapid movements could result in vomiting. Um, so one of the big shifts was my workouts. Um, definitely not a CrossFit time of life. And I know, I know there are tons of pregnant women who CrossFit up until the day they deliver. And that is amazing. And also we're all different. And I just don't feel like uh, where things have been the last few weeks with the nausea, that just wasn't happening for me um, and the vomiting. So I just took things a little bit slower. Like some days I would just do a really, really simple couplet of um, box step ups instead of box jumps and then maybe deadlifts. Or the other day I did um, row sprint intervals and deadlifts. Um, I, I do more than deadlifts for sure. But, but just kind of doing a couple of things, one that's going to get my heart rate up um, at least moderately without a ton of impact and jostling, which is why rowing felt like a really great option. And then one for more of a of a strength component. So kettlebell swings have been pretty decent, um, but definitely shorter workouts, definitely less intense workouts um, than than what I'm used to. Food is very very different. Uh, vegetables, oh, yeah, not 
not in the cards right now. Yeah, and you're a vegetable person. I know. That's like 90% of what I eat at yeah. any given meal, whether it's the cabbage salad bowl or it's, you know, cauliflower rice being kind of the the bulk of things. Um, like even just thinking about that is like, okay, well, no, not not the case. Um, there, I haven't had saltine crackers in like a week, so that's a big improvement because yeah. they had been like living here on our little um, – table and they were a staple I probably will bring some on the plane to Germany just because it's a long flight um and just better safe than sorry they're they're kind of momentarily magical Mm -hmm. uh and by that I mean they don't work worth the crap as soon as you're done swallowing it but like while it's in your mouth do you think anyone has ever described saltines as momentarily magical (laughs) because I don't (laughs) like if this were a different kind of show maybe (laughs) saltines would be a great spot they won't be but like I think they would appreciate that you know that that would uh, go a long way for their marketing but you know that's that's, I I think people would know what I mean by that though like if you've ever been like super super nauseous while you have that thing in your mouth like everything is okay and then the second you swallow you're back to like (laughs) so what my only option is to eat a box of crackers because I've definitely done that um so the food thing has been challenging, especially on top of food aversions and nausea and vomiting. I have no kitchen. (laughs) Yes, you have no kitchen. I have no kitchen. So I went back to something that I used to do in when I lived in Portsmouth a couple of years ago. uh, And when I lived in Natick too, I guess, I've been ordering paleo power meals. The challenge is they have great food. They don't ship all over the country, but they do ship to a lot of places in the Northeast. Um, The challenge is like the timing. If I have a little window where I feel like a little less nauseous, I'll go for um, one of the things that I get is these like little egg muffins that are bacon and egg and a little bit of sweet potato. Um, I do find that I'm eating way more carbohydrates because they just have a stomach settling effect, um, whereas protein, vegetables, fats kind of have the opposite effect. And I'm pumped that that's like not bothering me. I mean, I don't love it, um, but I'm also like, it is it is what it is. Like, I want to feel good. I don't want to stress about this. Um, and it's, it's a season, right? And every day is going to be a little bit different. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I put on these pants this morning and I didn't think they were going to button, but they did. But you're wearing them. I'm wearing them. I had a moment of like, it is way too early to do the hair tie instead of the like, (laughs) you know, you can extend. Yeah. And I was like, it's way too early for that. But what I am, what I am learning is that it's not baby that makes you bigger at this stage. It's that your uterus is getting much bigger um, pretty quickly. And so I definitely feel that. But I'm also somebody who's really in tune to my body and its changes. So I think there was a time in life where I might not even notice this kind of thing. Like for for years and years and years of my life, like if I put on my jeans and they were tight, I'd be like, damn, my jeans are tight, you know, but there wasn't kind of a a real acute awareness of, of my body shifting day to day. And I definitely have that awareness now. Um, so maybe I'm noticing those things more, but I definitely feel like my waistline is bigger. I know for sure my boobs are bigger without a doubt. Um, so those are like the physical changes, but otherwise I work all day. Like I always have, um, 
it's especially easy to get to the gym these days because that's where I shower. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so that, that makes things a little bit easier, but those are some of the biggest changes. Has there been anything that's really surprised you about it? I didn't think, and everybody's different, right? So some people have pregnancies and they, they love it and they feel amazing and it's like the best thing ever and other people hate it and they think it's awful. Um, and I'm not in either one of those camps, but I have definitely been surprised at how hard it's been hmm. physically um, and emotionally. And, and it's tough too because not being pregnant, I think I would be emotional about things that are happening right now with the house and the changes and the concerns and the uncertainties um, and also, you know, family challenges and, and troubles um, would make me emotional anyway, but I'm just sort of like peaked a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just harder than I thought it would be. Yep. Yeah. Want to dive into like um, something other than my pregnancy? We get a lot of questions about it. So it's, and it'll be fun to see like how things change and and my mindset, my attitude and my choices. But we definitely want to get into uh, listener questions and we have a ton of them today. Yeah, let's hop on. Okay. So the first one is, how can I ever feel like I'm getting enough food on my limited calories? All right. There's so many pieces of this. How can I feel like I'm getting enough food on limited calories? I'm drawn to start with limited calories, but I'm not going to. I'm going to start with feeling like you're satisfied. This has way more to do with what you're eating than how much you're eating. And I've talked about this before. Like I could go out for breakfast and have um, two eggs and two strips of bacon and be hungry an hour later. Now, for somebody else, that might fill them up for three or four hours, but this is where our own body awareness is so, so, so important. We have to know what fills us up most. For me, that is non-starchy vegetables. I will tell you right now that I can take nearly a pound of shredded cabbage, which is a ton. That's like a large mixing bowl filled with cabbage, and I can put two eggs or, you know, two eggs, one slice of bacon and uh, a half an avocado in there. And it's really not that much more from a calorie standpoint than that two eggs and two strips of bacon at a restaurant. And that will fill me up for five or six hours, truly, right? I talk about this a lot and it's, I refer to my cabbage salad bowl. Um, so for me, what is true is that non-starchy vegetables are what fills me up. And they're very, very low calorie um, versus energy dense foods like avocado or like bacon or like egg or cheese, anything like that. So when I'm working with clients and they feel like they're not satisfied, we are looking at the ratios of the foods they're eating. If you are having a meal that is a high amount of fat, a moderate amount of protein, a low amount of vegetable, and you're not satisfied, then we're going to look and go, well, what happens if we make this more protein, less fat, keep the veggie the same? Or what happens if we make this more veggie, keep the protein the same, less fat, something along those lines? Um, It really comes down to what types of foods you're eating. And then even within the vegetable family, right? I could have a large bowl of spinach and not be nearly as satisfied as having a large bowl of cabbage. I can have a large bowl of cauliflower rice and 
be more satisfied than if I had a large bowl of tomatoes and cucumbers, right? And some of that is individuality and some of that is fiber content. This is where we have to play around and do what works for us. What a lot of people do is that they focus on energy-dense foods and maybe there's somebody who responds more to volume and they could do better with, with higher volume foods like non-starchy vegetables. The other piece of it is my limited calories. Who limited them and why and to what? And is that the right thing for you? Have you, I'm not a fan of the calorie counting model, but the reality is we all eat a certain amount of calories every day, right? And maybe it's different every single day, but, but that is a fact. If you are somebody that said like, well, I can only have 1,500 calories a day, I would say listen to episode 62 and episodes 329 of the podcast. That's where you need to start. This next question is a little bit of a story. Story. Yes. Uh, she says, I'm wondering if you could help me with ideas on challenging my thought process on exercise and eating. I'm 23 years old and I've had binge eating behavior for about three years now. This started when I went on antidepressants as sugar was the only thing that made me feel anything. I went off antidepressants and went, went all in with the gym, paid a lot of money for a PT and lost 17 kilograms. I'm much healthier now, and for the most part, I eat well and exercise three to four times a week. However, I still struggle with daily sugar cravings and seeing food as fun, not fuel. I found it relatively easy to take action with my health when I had noticeably put on weight, but found because now I'm at a comfortable weight, I use it as an excuse to binge eat because I think, who will notice? Or I look healthy and eat well most of the time so I can get away with it. I'll then go and buy blocks of chocolate and eat them in my bedroom on my own. All right, so the question here is if I can help with challenging her thought process on eating and exercise. So let's start with seeing food as fun, not fuel. I say, why can it not be both, right? This goes back to something I talk about. It's not either I eat to fuel my body or food is fun and I enjoy it. Where most people create the most sustainable success is it's both. I want to eat food I love and enjoy and also I want to give my body the fuel that it needs and not more than that, right? So I've talked about this in terms of um, pre-pregnancy. If I let's say I plan to have spaghetti squash and ground turkey and marinara or whatever for dinner. And that just doesn't sound good. Like it, I, I want pizza, you know? What I will ask myself is what could I have that I will really enjoy that will feel like a treat that also makes me feel good about how I'm caring for my body? So around here on Cape Cod, sometimes that means um, going to one of my favorite little places and getting a lobster roll without the bun because getting this lobster salad feels super indulgent and definitely fun and festive and food I'm going to very much enjoy, but it's also aligned with my goals. Maybe it's a little bit more on the excess side than the planned meal of spaghetti squash and ground turkey and marinara, but still. Or I will make up a what is with my tongue today? Mm -hmm. A charcuterie board and get, you know, some of my favorite meats and my favorite cheeses and some nuts because I love that and it feels really fun and like a treat. 
but it's also more aligned with my goals than pizza, right? So I don't think these two things are at odds. We just have to find out what it looks like for us for food to be fun and also for food to be fuel. Even if you decide to go with the pizza, having one slice instead of four is how we kind of marry these two ideas. With ice cream, for me, if I was going to have ice cream, it was a pint or more, right? Because, well, I never have ice cream, so I might as well just like get it all out of my system. But now if I'm going to have ice cream, I'm going to get a cup of ice cream and that's it. And that's okay. And then I adjust my fuel for the day based on that. That does not mean that because I had ice cream, now I'm also going to have pizza and fries, right? So that is a mindset piece that you can begin to work on. As for the mindset piece on cravings, and we've done a ton of episodes on cravings. If you go to primalpotential.com and you search cravings, a lot of them will come up. Um, But the reality is you either, mindset-wise, come from the perspective of cravings control me and if I have a craving, I have to act on it, or the perspective of, okay, so I'd like sugar, but I'm still in control of the choice. And the perhaps inappropriate example that I use is like, you very well may want to backhand your partner when they say something that offends you, but you don't because that urge does not control you. You control you. And that's very much the same with cravings. Lastly, on the using the fact that, oh, well, I look healthy so I can get away with it as a reason to buy blocks of chocolate and eat them in your room, this comes down to why do you make the choices you make? Why do you fuel yourself well? Is it so other people think you look healthy or is it because you actually want to be healthy? And this is something we work a lot on inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation. How and who do you want to be? Because I will tell you, as somebody who used to sneak a lot of food and eat in secret and all of those things, that's not who I want to be. And that's not how I want to be. So it's really not about if somebody notices that I ate a block of chocolate or not. It is about who and how I want to be. And we spend a lot of time getting clear on that in the 12 weeks. How do you get past your past and find your purpose? Past or past? Uh, So I posted something today on social media, and uh, it is a quote from Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza. He wrote, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and then Supernatural something or other. I don't know, but I know he wrote Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Um, One of the things that he says, and this is the quote that I posted on social today, is transcend the memory of yourself as an identity. So for me, my memory of myself for so long was like, I'm just the fat girl. I'm an emotional eater, ba 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 ba, And that became my identity. But that past version, whether it's 10 minutes in the past, 10 years in the past, the last 10 months in the past, does not have to be your identity. I've spent more of my life as an emotional binge eater than I have not, but that memory is not my identity and we have to break that apart. So I think this is more about getting past your past, not letting it limit you, than it is about finding your purpose. Because purpose will change. My purpose changes regularly. It has evolved dramatically over the past few years. I think where you need to put your focus is not letting who you've been limit who you can show up as today, who you can become. And to go back to the 12 weeks to transformation, this is why we use the identity journal. 
If I were the best version of me, how would I show up today, which is how we break that pattern of identifying with our past choices. This uh, listener just said that they heard your interview with Nolan Bobbitt on his podcast, Choosing to Change, and immediately felt like, I can do this. This may sound silly, but did you find it difficult to turn off the thought or cravings for bad foods? Thanks so much for your help. Turn off the thought or craving. So I personally do not think of thoughts as things we turn off or turn on. I think of them as stories we tell, right? So yes, I can totally tell the story of, I really want pizza. All I want is pizza. Oh my gosh, pizza would be amazing right now, right? I can tell that story. Or I can tell a different story. When I find that my mind is going to, I really want sour watermelons. I really want pizza. Who even cares? Nobody would notice. This thing won't make the difference. I tell a different story. I want to wake up tomorrow morning and feel really proud of myself. I want to feel at peace. I don't want there to be this ongoing battle between what I did and what I feel like I should have done. I want peace in my mind. I want consistency of my behavior. And I want to be somebody who consistently takes great care of herself. And so it's not so much turning off a thought, but telling a different story. When did you learn the endocrinology connection? Was it in nutrition school? Because I noted you said that you were still overweight while getting your master's. What resource or experience brought it all together for you? So, you know, the first thing I want to point out here is even if I had learned it in elementary school, that doesn't mean that I was applying it, right? Like there was so much that I knew earlier in life that I didn't act on. I knew that the way I was eating wasn't healthy. I knew it wasn't good for my body. I knew it wasn't good for my mindset. I knew it wasn't good for my relationships. Knowing has nothing to do with whether or not you're executing it. So in terms of when I really started to understand endocrinology, I would say it was in undergrad. Um, In my undergrad studies, I started to piece together like how insulin has a role in weight and all of that. But my weight struggles continued for sure because it, it wasn't that I was lacking this understanding. What was holding me back was mindset stuff, was stories, was excuses, was identifying with my past self. So it really, my change had nothing to do with knowledge and facts and science and really had to do with deciding to show up differently, deciding to be a different version of myself and changing my mindset. How do you tame inflammation without prescriptions? I have RA and I'm tired of all the drugs and side effects. All right. RA, for uh, anybody who's wondering, is rheumatoid arthritis. Um, How to tame inflammation without prescriptions is the question. There's so much to this, and I've done a number of episodes on inflammation. If you go to primalpotential.com and you search inflammation, uh, they can come right up. There are several factors to inflammation, and it's tough to say like where to start because it's very individual. Um, But one is going to be carrying excess weight. That is pro-inflammatory. Eating processed foods. Um, Eating 
uh, an abundance of omega-6 fatty acids, which show up mostly in processed foods. Overconsuming starch and sugar is very pro-inflammatory. Dairy is pro-inflammatory. Um, consuming any food to which you are sensitive is pro-inflammatory. And then when we talk about anti-inflammatory stuff, um, things that can tame inflammation would be sort of the opposite of all of those things, right? Uh, an anti-inflammatory diet would be one that is low in sugar and starch. It would be one that is low in or completely avoids dairy, uh, as well as anything to which you might be sensitive, um, that avoids nightshade vegetables. If you're not sure which uh, fall into that category, just Google nightshade vegetables. Um, Anti-inflammatory would focus on things like um, foods that are rich in omega-3 and or omega-3 supplements. So um, fatty fish, salmon, anchovies, sardines, uh, grass-fed beef. Um, turmeric is an anti-inflammatory spice and you can use that in food preparations. You can take supplements with that. Uh, but those are a few of uh, the, the natural ways to to minimize inflammation. How do I change past patterns? Practice. This, I, I mean, I, I keep going back to the identity journal because we created this tool because so many people have these questions, whether it's how do I change past patterns or how do I get past my past or all of these different variations of those questions that come up every single week. We created this tool that basically says, what would it look like if I showed up as the best version of me today? And then which of those things am I able and willing to do? And so it is bringing a, a deliberate intent to the day you are in, what would be an improvement for me today? Who and how do I want to be today? Reminding yourself that you are capable of being that. And it's also the structure of every single one of our challenges inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation. We are looking at paying closer attention to what we're doing and how we're thinking. We're looking at aligning what we're thinking with what we really want in our life. We're looking at advancing our decision-making patterns so that they align with the things that we want and the direction we want to go in. And then we're always adjusting what is working, what is not. Those four pillars, awareness, alignment, advancement, and adjustment, these are the tools that we use in our challenges and in the identity journal to break free from those past patterns. You know, we've created a structure around it. Um, and for those of you that want to learn more about that, our wait list is open now for the fall 12 weeks to transformation. It is hard to believe that it is already August. I don't know how that happens. I don't either. Like the, and, and it, you know what it does? It terrifies me of how soon the baby's going to be here. I know it excites me. But well, I'm sure. Yes. Your, if you could fear. just do the house and <laughs> sure. you could be excited. Absolutely. I'll be excited as soon as that's done. <laughs> okay. You know, we should make a wager. Will or won't the house be done before the baby? I don't know if that's a great idea. <laughs> I know. Because I'll totally feel like scary to throw me. something at you if you're like, yeah, no. No, I don't want to take the other side of the bet because we both know that it's very unlikely. Um, 
where was I going with that? August. Yeah. So registration opens in September for our fall 12 weeks to transformation. And I know that seems like a ways away, but it is not. And I love reaching out to the wait list just to give them little sneak peeks. Um, I'm putting one together this week, actually, for folks who are on the wait list. So you can get on the wait list for our fall 12 weeks to transformation by going to the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 637, or going to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Um, and uh, we would really, 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 really love to work with you. You want to say who today's winner is? Today's winner gets that $20 gift card to Thrive Market. I'm a little jealous. I could totally go for a $20 gift card to Thrive Market right yeah, now. They have a lot of great stuff in there. They do. Um, I'm not 100% confident I know the name. I have it written down, but I, totally fine. I'm, I'm going to let you do it. All right. It is from Instagram at Caitlin.EvenStevenson. That is our Instagram handle winner. Guys, you can enter to win. We give something away every single Saturday. All you have to do is either leave a rating and review of this podcast in iTunes slash Apple Podcasts or leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon and or you can tag Primal Potential on Facebook or Instagram with an episode that you've loved or a message that you've really loved. And every single Saturday, we pick a winner. And today is at Caitlin.EvenStevenson. She wins a $20 Thrive gift card. To get your gift card, email Sarah at PrimalPotential.com, S-A-R-A-H, at PrimalPotential.com, and she will get it right out to you. <sighs> Are you doing anything fun this weekend? I'm playing puppy and chicken stepmom this yeah. weekend. Yes, here. Um, but puppy won't be here. Oh, okay. Rumi is going to be with boyfriend's uncle. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, is somebody else? You chicken. got a lot on your plate this weekend. <laughs> no. You are chicken stepmom, though, chicken for real. Stepmom. Yes. Yeah. It takes a village, man. Yes. Um, have you been to Germany before? No, we were supposed to go in the spring. But when I bought the tickets, I didn't realize that it was launch week for the 12 weeks to transformation. So at the last minute, I was like, I don't think we should go right now. Yes. And uh, we definitely did not expect to be making uh, immediate last minute decisions. But uh, I have not. Um, the boyfriend has been through in his military service, but hasn't spent any time there. Um, his brothers have both been there, but uh, yeah, it'll be, but I don't think we're going to get to see much of it. Yeah, I sort of assumed, but yeah, but that's my plan. I am headed to Germany on Thursday and um, hope to be back really, really soon. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. We love these episodes, and uh, you can find the resources that we talked about in the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 637. Head over there to make sure you get on the wait list for our fall 12 weeks to transformation, and we hope you have a really amazing day. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash 
join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.